We're here at TAC, sitting on the patio. What a view. Where are we at here? Park City. We're at the cafeteria, it looks like. Yeah, we are just, at the cafeteria. just in the middle of the mix. We got Stella Artois just went by. Should have snacked. <laughs> we got Crispy on here. Talk a little archery. We shot this morning. Yeah. Thanks for jumping on with us. Yeah. For you sure, were nice. Guys. You've been nice enough today. You gave us your whole day. Pretty much. Jumped on the course like this morning. You, you got VIP passes for us. <laughs> I like you guys. We shot the range, shot the elk yeah. course, which is super cool. No, I mean, we will. I will start out with, like, I really appreciate guys that really care about archery and uh, making sure you guys are dialed in and care about the little things, and you guys definitely care about that. Yeah. It's definitely refreshing to, you know, shoot with the guys. I, I shot around with you and Colby last year, yeah. and I was telling Neville when I got back, I said, I think that might be the best round I've shot in a long time. Yeah. And – there really is something to that, you know, like yeah. the, the guys that you shoot with and the level and the ability that they've got, just, it does kind of seem to raise the whole ability of everybody in the group. Yeah, I mean, even in the group and, I mean, in every day-to-day -day practice, it helps. Like I was telling you earlier, it's like if you have a, a, a buddy or something, like you guys, you yeah. know, and you're just constantly shooting with them and you're, you're pushing each other and – you just don't get lax, you know, because you're always in a little competitiveness. and Yeah. You know. Your focus I, just increases. You, yeah. you practice with a lot of people? Other people? No. Yeah, me either. I really. never practice. I never do either. I shoot alone. Yeah. Which is probably why I'd probably be – I'd make more gains if I, yeah. you know, shot socially a little bit every now and then and just – I mean, back when, like, back when I was, like, you know, like high school, college years when you we were more social about shooting, we were on, like, a team or you go to a club pretty often. I mean, th th there was guys there, you know, and you'd shoot with them shoot a league night or something you know that helps that helps tremendously too just be, not being a uh you know a dormant living under a rock shooting yeah i think that helps even with with pressure situations when you're shooting with people i think yeah, so too no, it's, yeah. that's what i like about it most coming to these like you you know you're not just out by the range by yourself no nerves yeah. like you come here you know there's a little bit added nerves to yeah. it just get you that much more prepared for a hunting situation when you got mm -hmm. them all piling yeah. down on you at once every little thing helps it's very hard to replicate that. Yeah. So we appreciate you jumping on. Like I said, you, you've, you've been very kind with your generous with your time. Yeah. How long have you been shooting a bow? Uh, I'm 25 now. I picked up a bow when I was like six. Has a little red fiberglass bow. I still have it. Uh, when I was eight. You still have it? Still have it. That's cool. Yeah. When I was eight, uh, I got a, like a compound bow for my eighth birthday or Christmas or something. And then when I was 10, I shot my first deer with the bow. At 10? Uh-huh. Shot a deer with the bow ever since. From a tree stand? Ground blind. Okay. Eight yards. Nice. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. Yep. We had, we could bait in Michigan back then. Had, it was like a perfect view setup, you know, corn pile and a <laughs> ground blind eight yards away. Right. Put the pin on in the middle of the deer and just let her rip, you know. What that I, feel like as being a 10-year-old? You were like, were you ready for it, do you feel like? like oh, I missed. I missed three deer before I killed one. Gotcha. I missed a uh, biggest buck of your life. No, it was like <laughs> it was like a four point. And I I was rattled, dude. I remember just being so. I think that's why I loved it so much. I was uncontrollably nervous. Right. Just rattled out of my mind. I think until I was like 16, I was just like had buck fever. In an insane amount. I don't know if that's normal or not, but it was like legs, yeah, I think it legs yeah. you know, yeah. it was like yeah, like yeah. before the shot even and mm -hmm. stuff. And yeah, yeah I shot a deer with a bow ever since. 
yeah, I've sure. got I've got three kids, and so you it's it's interesting. Like, is they they're all different, right? You know, and like my twelve my twelve year old, my oldest boy, I guess when he turned twelve, yeah, I was like, I don't know if he's you know I don't know if he's ready or not, you know. Yeah. And then like right now, my middle kid, he just turned thirteen. He'll be thirteen in November, yeah. and I'm I'm trying to figure out gauge it, you know, like, mm. are you ready? You know, you're not ready. Yeah. Just gotta throw him in. Yeah, I don't throw know. It's interesting. I yeah, like I remember my sh- I shot my first deer at six fourteen, I think. Yeah. And I remember it was pretty heavy. Like I felt like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't know. What's crazy? You didn't pick up a something. bow. Yeah. yeah you I didn't, didn't pick up a bow till later. I mean, I life. shot recurve as a kid, just mm-hmm. like you know, planking. Um, but then, yeah, I didn't pick up like a compound and get real serious about it until I was like my like early twenties. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. No, I I started uh, shooting tournaments. You know, when I was twelve. Started doing state stuff and just local stuff. Do you stuff. have, like, a good club locally? We had a really good club. Yeah, it was literally 10 minutes down the road. We, our Joad program, Junior Olympic Archery Development program, had, like, 100 kids in it oh, well. every Saturday morning. So we had yeah, great exposure. Um, started doing that, state tournaments. And by the time I was, like, thir- eh, 14, we started going to some more national stuff. Finally got a target bow. Um, and I, like, made alternate for a world team in like a division above me oh and that's kind of when i was like oh there's maybe something, something to this maybe we could you know maybe maybe do well um and then from there i, I did a uh united states archery team circuit made the united states archery team for four years in a row five years in a row something like that so this is all like through your teenage years all through high school yeah was yep. it did it kind of preoccupy or take care and like was that what you did I mean, yeah, I mean, is that what I, your life revolved around, I, was shooting a bow and arrow? My whole life has been very uh, very cut and dry. I mean, I was very dedicated with archery. A lot of my fundamentals of, of archery were, were gained in, uh, you know, high sc- middle school, high school. Gotcha. You know, shooting every day. Um, did, pretty, pretty dedicated. Did your, I mean, did you feel like you had, you know, either your dad or a parent or a coach that like pushed you to it or is it something um, that was like innate in you that you just loved I think my parents were supportive um for sure they they weren't like the the annoying aggressive parents that <laughs> you know you know what i'm yeah, trying yeah, to say like, that are like, like you, just you you're gonna win you're a gold gonna yeah. you know yeah. they were they they were spending money to get me places you know yeah. so it's like they're like make sure you're yeah. paying attention <laughs> i feel like that's 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 normal yeah. you know like I, I mean, like, straight up, I was very fortunate that my parents were able to do that right. for me, like, traveling around and stuff at a young yeah. age um, because it was huge. A lot of my lifelong friends and, and life skills were, were built in that time, for sure, mm-hmm. traveling. And, and I mean, I, I picked up National Arts in the Schools program when I was in middle school. So a lot of people think I started with that. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I, I ended up with that. Did mm. that all through high school. I mean, I made all-American teams, went to South Africa. Wow. Um, shot, shot the world record the morning, the morning after the kid shot the new world record. Oh, you torched it uh, the next morning. I was, an, I was literally a, a morning. You were that late. guy. Damn uh, it! He uh, held it for an, an <laughs> evening. No, I. Oh, he, he, he held I, it. I, I would have said it. Oh, if, but he shot it the morning before. Gotcha. I, did. I was. Gotcha. I was a morning late. Um, gotcha. Yeah, tons of good opportunities. I had a NASP. I mean, I nationals and world placing and. Uh, honestly, I'm probably most proud about my NASP stuff because mm-hmm. that's hardest. I mean, you're against 10,000 kids. Wow. And when you come in second place, third place out of that many that kids. That is incredible. It's it's a lot. And I, I, I practice a lot of that. I mean, I've obviously done a lot there. 
But then, I mean, going out of high school, going to college, I went to Michigan State, shot collegiately for Michigan State, um, switched to shooting professionally and everything. Um, and then the whole YouTube transition in that time and, and target archery is kind of a little bit on the back burner. I still really enjoy it and love it, um, but it's not. You need to be shooting every day to be even close to being competitive and everything else I have going on. It's just not It's yeah. not on the right. ticket right now, you know. So. Yes, you've been in it for a long time. Do you feel now that archery is more popular than it was back when you were doing it? It's like, for sure more popular. Yeah, a yeah, lot more I mean people involved and kids yeah, I think uh, even in just my own experiences, like I just met a guy. He's like, dude, I watched your videos. I just picked a bow three months ago, and now I'm here. Yeah, Man, that didn't happen. Yeah, that right. didn't happen back then. You know, and it's like you got Joe Rogan and all these big guys that are these huge mass audiences of even just saying the world archery could could spark someone to a Google search, to spark someone to looking up a local pro shop. That is just like a, a funnel effect. If you show 100,000 people something, you know, 100,000 people or 1,000 people will search it, 100 people will mm -hmm. stick. Yeah. You know, so it's cool. You know, obviously with social media and everything, there's pros and cons, but the overall growth of the sport and with COVID and everything, with the way COVID was, it was actually really good for a lot of a lot of the archery world yeah because it's a sport you can do at home yeah right, and by yourself i feel yeah. like like the hurdles somewhat high to like get into archery i mean when you look at the equipment it seems complex right you look at a compound bow and you talk about draw weight and draw length and getting fitted for a bow and, and then tuning yeah. a bow and then the technique that comes along the, to like yeah, shoot the, it yeah accurately it, it seems know? like the hurdle seems high to get into it but i i don't know anybody i mean very yeah. few people that like get into archery that don't just you know genuinely love it really yeah. like it i call that a barrier of entry yeah it's like that's that's uh how do you how do you do that in a pleasant way yeah. where they don't get turned away yeah. and same thing with getting kids into hunting mm -hmm. how do you have a good first experience yeah you know yeah you got to plan the hunt for them you got to take yeah. care of like their just like those quintessential kids needs you know snacks sleep games you know they have to be comfort warm <laughs> yeah. You know, games yeah. yeah keep them keep them occupied and entertained yeah. and yeah, you can kind of plan for that. No, different archery. No, get different than anything. Like if I jumped on that mountain bike right now and crashed, yeah. <laughs> I probably would hesitate getting yeah. on it again. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So it's just one of those things. There's a lot of complexities to it, but you can get into it simple. Yeah. So from an early age, you've had coaching. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You've had good coaches. <laughs> I, I yep. mean. So I had uh, some like the, in that local Joe club. I mean, there was a lot of volunteer coaches that that kind of started me out. Uh, next, I went to Jim Morrow of MJC Archery in Royal Oak, Michigan. He coached quite a few people. I mean, he got me on back tension. Gotcha. That was the first time. I was probably... How old? 15. Before you went into, like, a shooting a hand or back tension release? I shot an Evolution for two years straight. Okay. Never shot anything you? other than an Evolution. Really? Pressure release. Yeah. Uh-huh. Built my fundamentals on that. Okay. Uh-huh. And then switched to a hinge. And then just rocked Was that under hinge. kind of the direction of your coach then? That was under the direction of my coach. Never really had target panic, but it was like these are how you learn how to shoot a back tension and right, the right fundamentals of yeah. not hesitating and, or anything like that. And it, it was a, that was a little long-winded. I think you can do that same thing in in a, in a couple months, you know, mm -hmm. or or a similar process. But yeah, I mean, the coaching in my life has been and it's been great. And then Jim Morrow, I mean, he coached me for a couple of years, and then I started traveling more, and that got me lined up with George Riles. Yeah, and George Riles really took me from like a, a good shooter to a great shooter, of being like diving in just a little bit deeper into some mechanics of of this and that, and this is why that happens when this happens, and mm -hmm. and then and then some tuning stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean George Riles is a 
it's an OG legend that's underrated. For yeah. Sure. Yeah, we, we talked were, earlier when we were, were on the hill about yeah. George and just, you know, how good he is with, with – He's, you know, he just doesn't have a big social following like some of these other guys do. But, I mean, he's like a – he's in Atlanta, Georgia, and he's coached more world champions, I think, mm. than any other coach I can think of unless they're just a United States archery coach or yeah. something where they follow I just really appreciate the videos that he has done. You know, I mean, the, the one I, I keep going back to is he does, you know, stabilizer setup and he talks about – Stabilizers are – Yeah. <laughs> It's. I mean, I. It's in, in, incredibly inf, in, informational yeah. and like it's uh, to the point. He's he's a he's very good at like being concise and being able to explain the principles that he's teaching. So and that's huge, and that just boils down to that barrier of entry, trying to trying to dumb it down more yeah. and more. And the more that you have stuff like that, the better. How much like mental management coaching? Do they do they mostly? And that's see, I've yeah. never had like you know, a formal archery coach, right? But yeah. the. And I realize, I mean, I know that the days that I shoot well, the days that I don't shoot well, there's no difference really in my equipment changes. I'm shooting the same equipment. It's just yeah. between my ears, right? I know it's yeah. it's a right. Yeah, that was kind of what I was going to ask. Cause, like you were talking about how you kind of made a jump. To, like you were good, and then like you kind of went to the next level. Like was there anything yeah. that you can remember? Like something started switching, and you figured out. Like, oh, well, I lengthened my draw length an inch and a half. Really? I had a I had a really bad year when I did that because it took a lot, but. The the most people drawings are too short because they go through the growth spurt and then they never catch up to it. Right. And that's what I did. That was a big one. Um, but yeah, just you know, learning more. Um, just overall understanding your equipment more, shooting more. You know, it's just uh, you know, it's no different than understanding how deer work or mm -hmm. elk work. When you understand how elk work, you're you're a better hunter. Yeah. You know, it's it's yeah, no different than that. Becoming like a master master yeah. at your craft. Yeah. You know, you can pick up a bow and be a machine, but I don't know. Do you think Do you think some people are just naturally better shots? Yeah, for sure. Some people are just more talented than others. Yeah, yeah, and which I which is a sad truth. Yeah, but I really think it is. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, you you look at any sport, right? Yeah, there's people that are physically just more gifted, uh -huh. and I think that's on the mental side of things. Yeah, I, I think agree. Some people are just stone cold killers, and some are just too rattle brained and can't handle it, um, and. Going back to George with the, with the mental game, I mean, I've read I've read like the the Lanny Bassam books of uh, mental management and, and stuff. Mm -hmm. and there, there's a lot of things you can do, and Joel Turner is 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 huge on a lot of the mental games aspect. Um, I think the biggest thing that really on like a tournament side of things, um, you go through this stage of if if you've been in at a young age where you're in these youth divisions and you're doing really well, and then you get bumped up to the pros and you're worried about you know, you're now on a pro and, and all these things. And then, then there comes a time where you have, like, income. You have a job. Mm -hmm. You're more stable. Yep. And then you worry less. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and then you do better. <laughs> Did you do better? Uh -huh. You were probably weren't put as much pressure on you yourself. You don't put as much pressure on yourself. Yeah. yeah. No different than hunting. You get gotcha. a couple good kills under you. Yeah. You're like, I, I yeah, got this figured out. get the monkey off your out. back a little bit. Yeah, I got this figured out. Yeah, there's a certain confidence that comes with that. It's confidence. You, you've, yeah. you've done it before, and you're like, I know how to do this thing. It's just you just go into it more confident, yep. knowing that you can do it. That's huge. I mean, that's on a macro scale, on a micro scale, shot to shot. I mean, it's like you really have to treat every shot like it's the only shot you're ever going to shoot. You know, you can't. If you have like a 30-arrow, you know, Vegas round, and you look at it at a 30-arrow standpoint, I'm going to go shoot 30 arrows. Got to shoot 300. Hopefully I don't miss. Mm -hmm. You're not, you're not going to shoot 300. If you look at it like, all right, I'm just going to go shoot. Let's start with arrow one. Going to shoot 10. Let's line up. All right, 
Good job. Forget about that one. We're going to yep. go to the next one. All right, just another arrow. Here we go. Ten. Good. And you just, you just, one it's no different time. than going page by page in a book. Yeah. If you fly through it and read the end, you're not going to know what's going on. Right. Yeah, I just know? recently wrote an article on kind of like some keys that I think are, uh, you know, like paramount to making a shot on an animal, right? Yeah. Like how many guys do you think pull back their bow, like on, you know, a buck or a bull, and the first thought is, I hope I don't miss. I hope. I, was, I, I hope. Was or that, I hope yeah. I hit it. Or I hope I don't miss. Yeah. I think a lot, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. I mean, people... Yeah. Uh, innately i don't know what that is in us but like that's the that's the the negative self-talk in a lot of us right i hope is a bad deal (laughs) you have to know yeah i know to be confident and and that starts with equipment and practice you can't be at that step if you are ill prepared yeah you You have to be all in yeah i feel like what are what are like in your opinion some like key you know factors to becoming more accurate with your bow Practice. Practice? I think Just that's underrated. Yeah. I think people get way too down this rabbit hole of of tuning and equipment. I could pick, You could pick up an untuned bow right now, and if big, I shot that thing for tear. a month. <laughs> yeah, giant tear. Yeah. Giant tear, broadheads fly wherever. I sight into my broadheads. It's whatever. I'd be more confident in that bow if I had a 1,000 arrows through it than a perfectly tuned bow with 100 arrows out of it. Mm-hmm. You and I are very. Uh, we're, I'm of the same mindset. Like I'm exactly yeah. the same. And that was the, one of the other points that I wrote in this article was just just repetitions. And oh, I, yeah. you know, I talk to people all the time, and you know, they say, oh, "I don't shoot that many arrows. I might shoot one or two a day. You only only one arrow counts." Yeah. And I'm just like, you know, if you're only shooting one or two or even a handful yeah. a day, like you don't have the the innate muscle memory right. when you need it yeah. to to be able to execute that shot. That's my opinion. And I 100. I think repetitions. I mean, when you pull back on a buck it almost has to be automatic mm-hmm. like yeah, your muscle yeah. memory has to be so tight there's close you know as close yeah. to tight as it can be that it's yep. just automatic yeah you've yep. done it so many times and, and that's what goes. i think too yep. no i yeah. agree i agree i think uh people just get down this like foc fix versus expandable <laughs> yeah. like you know what Man, i'm saying there's so like, many tunnels you can way, burrow into huh? way too stuff that they waste too much time on that's if it flies straight, that's all that matters. Not <laughs> really that important. Right. You could sh- you could kill an elk with a field tip if you wanted to. An untuned bow with a field tip. <laughs> yeah. It's not, I mean, you won't, but I'm sure. just saying you could. He's not saying do that, everybody. I'm not, <laughs> not saying do that. Don't <laughs> Relax. Are you saying to shoot elk with a field tip? <laughs> Chris B said he shoots elk <laughs> at 100 with field yards tips. At 100 <laughs> yards with a field tip. Write that down. Uh, and untuned. <laughs> yeah, untuned. Left hair. matched. Left hair shoots best. I know some friends, like even some friends from high school, they were just straight killers, and their setups were all jacked. Yeah. It's like they just shot a lot, and right. they're confident. It doesn't matter. You know, same bow, 10-year-old bow, and it's like they they just shot a lot. They were confident in their setups. And and then, I, you know, there's guys and friends that are all tuned up and think way too much about it, and, and then they just mm-hmm. they fudge the shot. You know. Do you think shooting competitive archery has done, you know, good things for you as far as your hunting and being able the me- mental management of those moments? Yeah, I really think the mental side of things for sure has helped. Um, just be able to to cope with those, just because you're in those moments more. Do you get nervous still? Oh yeah. Like you set up on a line, you know, like at a Vegas shoot, for example. Oh yeah, <laughs> that is bad, it, dude. Is that it is, is that the height it, of it? What, it is, what do you what are you telling yourself? Yeah, calm down. What's your <laughs> self talk? Yeah, what, what's uh, going on in your head? Your head? What's your shot process like? So I've done well once in Vegas. I made the Vegas shoot off once, um, and I was really dialed mentally. That's all it is. Vegas is a mental game. 
everyone that's shooting the pro division should be able to shoot 300 any day of the week. The guys that do just have their mental game zoned in. Um, so, you, you know, you either, you have, um, I think my favorite is a phrase. Say a phrase. A phrase? Yeah. What's the phrase? It's something, I don't know. I'm the man. Anytime. I mean, don't miss. I know, yeah, <laughs> Joel Turner's, you know, does a lot. You count three, two, one. Right. You know. Yeah, here, here I go. Here we go. Yeah, here we, we go. go. And then it goes yeah. off. I think a phrase just keeps you really locked in and keeps your mind from wandering. Yeah. The worst thing is when your mind wanders. It's that hope. I hope I hit this. I might. I'm kind of low. Mm-hmm. And then, boom, the shot goes off, and it's a nine. Yeah, I do that quite a bit. I'll get into get into my anchor, yeah. you know, my pin sets. And if it feels like my timing is not quite right and it's not going, yeah. Um, my mind, I have a tendency to my mind to wonder. Yeah. Like I, I go to right. the, the next thing. A like wandering why is mind it? is really dangerous. Yeah. yeah. That's why a phrase is really good. I, I just watched a video on like flow state. Flow state, yeah. Yeah, and they talk about how like routine. Like creative flow state. Yeah. yeah. If you do like this routine to get you into the flow state, and I just thought instantly of like archery, you know, like you have the yeah. get your hand on here, pull back, put your nose on, you put get, your anchor, you know, you you're doing practice flow states. You yeah. guys ever have days where you're practicing and it's like, Ooh. oh yeah, it's like you just can't miss today. Yeah. yeah, love those days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That happens at target archery a lot. Yeah. So you um, you got your YouTube channel. Yeah. Which is growing. Um, also, you have involvement with the company Ultraview Archery. Yep. Mm-hmm. What? How did that start? Yeah, so uh, going right alongside like my timeline or whatever, Colby Hanley, we started shooting competition archery together around the same time. Uh, we met, you know, we were 14 or so. Oh, so you guys have known each other for, for a long, a long time. time. We were actually enemies because really? we both were really good <laughs> and we'd trade the podium. Would you trash talk him? No, I mean, no. Is there a lot of trash talking right in now? competition <laughs> archery? <laughs> yeah, screw you, Colby. Screw you, Colby. <laughs> Uh, wish you were here. Yeah, no, <laughs> do wish you were here. Uh, but yeah, we were just we were just rivals, you know. It's like we were in high school and we were like both, you know. One time Kobe would win, the next time I'd win, and, and back and forth. And then finally, like it was with George, like the whole gang, and we just like got to know each other at like more than just on the line level. And it's like this is dumb. Like let's actually like you're cool. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. So we started uh, just connecting the whole crew around like uh, George and everything. I mean, we had a really tight knit group traveling around and whatnot um and then he started making these 3d printed stuff you know and he's like i need some photos at the time i was you know doing stuff i was probably 18 19 probably like freshman in college or so pretty young for that all to to kick off yeah no we when did you start your youtube channel were you like 18 uh, i was 16 16 oh wow i didn't know that Uh uh-huh You've been at that for a while then. Ten years. What were oh, you doing wow. when you were like 16? Just same kind of stuff? Stupid, stupid yeah. stuff. Yeah, whatever. I have every you might have to dig back in his first YouTube yeah. videos. <laughs> <laughs> See what he's doing. I have, I, dude, I have every deer I ha- I've ever killed on film since I was like 14. Ah. Besides some random does. That's but crazy. But we've been going hard at YouTube for like three years. <laughs> yeah, know, I didn't realize like you'd been at it for that long, for ten, for 10 years. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. I think it takes about 10 years for something to finally start I don't, I don't, to get to a level where it's like, yeah. you know, something where it's at now. I think it takes time. Gotcha. But back back to Ultraview, we, uh, Kobe and I got connected. And, yeah, I mean, since the start, I've been with, with Ultraview. I mean, like, Kobe ran and tinkered around for, like, a couple months. And then 
he brought me on to do the photos and videos and stuff and then it just morphed into you know more and more and more and then we were <laughs> operating out of George's basement. Oh, really? I would fly down and stay for like a month in the summer. I think the longest time I was down there was like a month and a half straight. Just grinding away, you know, website right. stuff, learning stuff. Everything was bootstrapped, dude. Yeah. We never had any uh, any infuse of, of money. or We literally started in mean, Colby's dorm room and then went in the basement of George's first house and then his second house and then <laughs> the back of George's shop. Yeah. We like cornered shaved out this little corner and that's when Colby finally hired his first employee was there and uh and then from there which we thought it was a huge jump at the time which we quickly outgrew but it was a uh uh 4,000 square foot oh, you know wow. two offices and a little bit of warehouse mm -hmm. you know went into that and uh quickly outgrew that I mean we hired a couple more a couple more people we launched the UV3 uh the B-Real Grip and both of those really took off Cause um, what, what was the first product, Scope? The, the first product was Scope. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I remember I went to ATA. It had to have been in like 2019 maybe. Probably. Maybe 2018, 19. Yep. And I remember walking the entire floor just looking for products for our shop. And, and That's just probably keep, UV2. Yeah, 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 keeping an eye on things. But I remember popping by and talking to Colby and looking through the, you know, the scopes yep. and I just, I don't know, man. You get you get a feel, like kind of a vibe, like, hey, there's something to this. Like, yeah. th these guys are on to something, you know? So we it was like right out the jump, I knew it was did, like a company did, uh, to keep an eye on. Did he have to do any convincing? He said, hey, I'm going to do this. You want to join me? And you're just like, yeah, I'm in. Yeah, I mean, he, we, uh, you know, from the start, I just did photos and videos. It wasn't for a while until we started diving in deeper into, like, products. Like, now it's, like, I'm very heavy with product development and, and uh, you know, business and, and everything along those lines. But, uh yeah, I mean, from there, then we moved into a, a like, we're in a 10,000-square-foot space now, and we are full. You know, it's like in a year. It's just crazy how it all Yeah, that incredible? How it all happened. Yeah, that's and crazy. Then, yeah. yeah, as you guys launched, you got the hinge release, and then we the hinge 2. Hinge, hinge 2. We had the B-Real Grip, UV2, a couple accessories. And now, since this podcast yeah. is going to be coming out later, yeah. I teased you guys today, but next is the button. UV button. The UV button. That's what you're going to call it? That's what it's going to be called. Yep, UV button. Yeah, we had a chance to kind of hold it today. Yeah. I should have grabbed it and shot it. Yeah, you should Yeah, there's <laughs> a lot of people around. Yeah, there around were. Like, I know. Uh, but it does feel incredible. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, we're, we're really excited about this product because it's, it's finally a product that everyone can use. Yeah. You know, with our, with our you know, Matthews grips, obviously, you need to have a Matthews. Yep. And UV3, you need to have a compatible sight. But with this, I mean, anyone can shoot it, mm -hmm. anyone, um, which is really great. We're really excited. And, and, and also, Altria as a company, you know, we started out very much so as a target-oriented. Yep. You know, Colby's target archery. Yep. I'm obviously target archery. George was. Um, but the market is very much pulling us in a bow hunting direction, you know, a little uh, obviously right. like my influence with it. And But it's like That's you guys doing the are using – you know, yeah. UV stuff, we're hunting all over the place. So with this, it's a, it's a very confident step in the, into the bow hunting side of things. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it was designed for a bow hunter. You know, it's like every little working piece of it is is equ the best button we could possibly make for the bow hunter 
but it also is a target archery. Yeah, right. You know, I've really been blown away the number of people I see that are hunting with you know the UV scopes. Yeah, you know, yeah. And I mean, it's just like on the range today, there's just, like yeah. three or four people you saw yeah. have those on. And it we really get tons of calls and questions. Took us by surprise. Yeah, it really did. I mean, we were we were thinking that was going to be like a niche target mm-hmm. deal, you know, but it's it's. Uh, very much proven and showed that it's also I mean, really it, good hunting. It, it seems like there's been a little bit of a difference. Like a lot of people are running their, you know, bow setups like target. You know, we have back bars. You know hybrid, what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah, it's a crossover. We're trying to be as yeah. accurate as possible. So you're seeing more hunters trying to buy the best quality. You know, stuff that a lot of target shooters yep. shoot. Yeah, we call those the prosumers, you know, guys that dig really <laughs> deep, but they don't do target stuff. Yeah. You know, like you guys are perfect examples. Yeah. Like myself, we're, we're diehards, but it's, uh, there's more and more of those because they, people get in archery and then it's like, well, well, how far can I go with this? Yep. You know, and then they then they just keep rocking and rolling into it. But Yeah, I mean, shooting a bow and arrow is, is fun. And it's it's the most fun when you're hitting what you're aiming at, right? right. That's why you get nice stuff. So like when you get, yeah, you get good equipment. You, you start shooting a back bar, a nice stabilizer setup. You yeah. get, you know, an ultra view scope. Yeah. And, you know, you see the benefits and the ability of shooting that. I mean, pretty soon you're like, oh, I can translate yeah. this into hunting. And I like, what, I like hitting what I'm aiming at. Yeah. I mean, e- equipment helps to a point. Going yeah. back to your point, yeah. I still think practice is I agree. the number one thing that is most important. Equipment will, will enhance your good shooting. It'll, it it'll make a good you, shooter it better. Fix your shooting. Yeah, fix yeah. your shooting. Yeah. 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 I think I heard you say that at one point. You know, and I, w- I was thinking about that as well. I think it can, uh, if you don't have proper, you know, methodology and execution, you know, it's not like you're going to put a pair of stabilizers on your bow and it's instantly going to fix your yeah. form. Yeah. It, it's it's not. But if you're already it can a make good, it worse. If yeah, it can make yeah. it worse. Yeah. But if you're a good shooter and you have relatively, you know, good you know, mechanics, you know, and you get a stabilizer setup that can, you know, work for you. Yeah. I think yeah. it can slightly enhance your aim, if you will. Yes. Same with the release. Yep. I mean, you, you got a brand new release. Um, you know, is that going to make you, you know, a world champion? No, but if you learn to shoot that thing correctly, yeah, it can that, help. That paired with good mechanics and practice. Yeah. Good mechanics. Could, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And, and, and that's, you know, that's all it is. Yeah. Really. Well, the release feels sweet. Like, I, I mean, you built yeah. that off the same so thing yeah. last as the, this I don't know if you call it a last, but a no, it's just the same frame. frame. It's the same exact feel, same dimension, same everything. And and the thing is, is, is we built that. We didn't build that release. We, we built the hand. You know, it's like we we decided internally. We did a lot of research and everything. It's like this is the average hand size and feel and what's mm-hmm. comfortable and then built it around it. So it's like we're not going to change that. Right. Yeah. You know? So it's like you pick up, you know, the new new in in the hinge. It's 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 going to feel the same. Um, Great thing about that is you can ping pong back and forth right. between the two, right? You can yeah. buy a hinge too. Yep. You could shoot that thing for practice, kind of work on you know tension and what that feels like to execute a shot, mm-hmm. kind of that re- relaxation through mm-hmm. your back half. But and then, then hunt with the button, or and whatever. then translate yep. that to the button where you got a little bit more control. Yep. And that's probably what I'll do. I mean, like you're gonna I've, go to it. Huh? I've hunted with a hinge for a long time, but I really like hunting with a button too. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm kind of yeah. I'm thinking about it. I was, I was telling Neville the other Trails day. Yeah. a big fat liar. He won't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll buy one. Yeah. And I'll shoot uh, it. But whether I'll I'll continue with it forever yeah. would be one thing because I, I really love the, f- the fact of hanging in on my D loop. Yeah, that's Just great. That simple fact, man. Especially yeah. for a tree stand, yes. right? Yes. Yeah. Even, even some spot and stock stuff. Like we took it yep. down and. And uh, when we went to Texas, we took it down, and it was nice, like spotting and stalking, and just kind of clipping it on your yep. on your deal. We're also going to have this uh, 
It's going to be a string retainer. Like, we have the string retainer, but it's also going to be a string clip. Yeah. That clips into yeah. the screen. So. I see it will have, like, a wrist strap with it. Uh, yes. It has okay. a, it has an attachment that you can nice. attach it to. Yep. Yeah, and the thumb barrel that you had on it felt so comfy. You know, for me, I like mm -hmm. the way the thing that set, you know, back in my thumb, the yep. depth felt perfect. Are you guys going like to do different barrels? We will do different yeah. barrels, yep. Gotcha. Yeah, we always have and we always will. Um, we are just uh, making them a little more refined, and we're going to be machining all of them now. we we getting away from all the plastic stuff. So. Yeah. I feel like today's day and age, I mean, you have to give people the ability to make it their own. Which I've always appreciated. Yeah, I've always appreciated that about you guys. You've, yeah. you've given people the ability to make it their own. Yeah, and I mean, I think that's that's what people want. They like to tinker. Right on. Mm -hmm. What are you uh, What are you excited for this fall? Uh, got a moose hunt. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, that's probably all you can think about, yeah, right? Yeah, man. I mean, I just bought uh, bought flights and and did the whole deal, so it's starting to feel real. Yeah. You know. What time of year are you going for that? Uh, August 30th, we fly, and it's first two weeks of September. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, so that'll be cool, man. That's my I'm big jealous. adventure hunt this year. Yeah, yeah, after watching you shoot today, I think you'll be okay. I hope so. <laughs> I hope <laughs> On a moose. I hope it's, <laughs> the target's I hope even it's bigger. bird yeah. up coming at me at 10 yards. That'd be yeah. sick. Yeah, we'll they get those big antlers swaying back yes, and wh forth. What's your, what's your setup going to be for that hunt? you going to change anything? I don't know yet. i got to mess around. Um, I am going to go, like, with the new bow, so that's going to depend a little bit. Um mm. Just what what the specs and everything runs on that. Yeah, what are those? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, tell us more about <laughs> the like specs. It's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nah, it's, it's Just cool. Kidding. Are you gonna shoot your same normal arrow that you shoot at whitetails? Same arrow I weight. Do, I I don't know yet. You're still, I don't you're know still if I'm gonna do four it. millimeter or five millimeter. Probably do fixed blade. I think I'm for sure gonna do fixed. Um, maybe a five millimeter fixed blade, four fletch. Man, I think you'd be okay to go with like your same elk hunting setup. Yeah. Yep. A just a, a, a good sharp yeah. fixed blade yeah. broadhead that's tough. Yeah. You know, with with uh, yeah four, four millimeter was great. Greens. Yeah. Yeah, four sixty. So five hundred. Was that four sixty? Four sixty yeah. was my yeah. elk one. Yeah. Yeah, I th I think that'd be fine. Four sixty is pretty. Oh, 450, yeah. 460, four fifty, four sixty. Four forty to four sixty, I think yeah. is the sweet spot. Yeah, that's. I think mine's like four forty-five. I'm four sixty. Yeah, four sixty. Everything. Yeah. I think that's sweet spot. I mean, seventy to seventy-five pounds with that. You can shoot anything in North America. Yeah. Yep. Be good That's go. cool. So you got you got some whitetail hunts? Yeah, so we got whitetail and mule deer and, and kind of the same old, same old. Um couple new ones, a couple new spots. But yeah, we're we're packed again. Arguably overpacked, but Cause we now, good. now you're living in my neck of the woods. You're yeah, in Iowa. Iowa now, yeah. So it'll be two years soon. Two yep, years. Two years in there. Did so. you move just for the whitetail? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> did. Partially. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's good. Smart I mean, move. It, Smart it's, move. It's more uh it's more centrally located too, so traveling right. around yeah, is, is, for is sure. great. You know, being in Michigan and driving, you know, like Michigan hunting is fine and great, but I don't know. It's you, and then you get all the guys that are like ranking on you for moving. It's like, dude, it's America. You can literally go wherever you want. Yeah, why wouldn't you move? Yeah, I, I'm about ready to move to Wyoming. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. work remote. Yeah, yeah man, live in the best states that you can hunt. Like, I mean, if that's why your not? passion, that's your life, why would yeah. you not want to go somewhere where you can? Why not? do that every single day kansas was thought about for sure i mean kansas is sweet um iowa though i mean long term is to own land and with land you can shoot three bucks yeah so it's like you know long term plan i like to travel less a little bit so yeah. it's like if i can have home base of mm -hmm. three tags home base for whitetail i mean that's that's a no-brainer to me um is whitetail still your favorite hunt gosh i just love whitetail man do you yeah just in your blood yeah you know it's like when i think of like two things that I could do any day of the week and replay in my mind over and over again. It's like 
a 160 walking through at 9 a.m. on November 9th, right. and you just hear like, yeah, and you look, and it's just like there hits a scrape, and you just freaking center punch it. Yeah. yeah, that is like my ultimate dream hunt, and I could do that every day of the week and never get sick of it. Secondly, is is coming over top of a, a bedded muley and just yeah. having him stand up right. in his bed and just freaking clock him at 40. Yeah, that's such. Uh, I mean, when you say that, it brings up such vis you know visceral uh-huh. emotions and feelings and yep. memories. You know, when you, you you hear the crunch of the leaves, you can almost feel the air, the yep. smells. Yeah, you know, just right down to you know the clothes, everything. Yeah. That, like that, that whole experience it becomes very visceral. I think that's why you keep yeah. doing it. You know, these adventure hunts are awesome. You know, but yeah. it's, it's like uh, I just really love being able to do whitetail and mule deer and everything every year. Like yeah, elk last year was even you know like a once in a lifetime like. I shot a giant. Mm-hmm. Everything just worked perfect. Um, if that never happens again, like, I honestly would be okay with it because it just happened yeah. so great. Like, I hope it happens again, and obviously we're going to try, but. It'll happen again. H- had you uh, hunted Iowa before you moved there, ever? Yeah, I did. Did yeah. you? Yeah, so my dad actually uh, put in for me when I was 10. Uh, when I was 16, we went out there, shot, like, a decent one, and then again when I was in college, we went out, shot, like, another yeah. So you kind of you kind of knew what you're getting into. Yeah. I, I talked to I a lot of people from like way back, yeah. you know, even further east of Iowa, and they you hear about it, but once you go and sit in the woods in Iowa and you see yeah. the deer and how much bigger they are, you're like, when Holy I was 16, shit. we went on a pretty sweet piece of property and it was like, oh my gosh, it was it's like different beast ruined <laughs> hunting for me forever. <laughs> Coming from Michigan, yeah, yeah, where I saw like a hundred inch deer in Michigan was like. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, my gosh. Uh, and you saw those, like, every two seconds, you know, and then, like, you see a 150, and you hesitate. Right. <laughs> You're like, ah. Like, I passed some deer last year that I shouldn't have just because I got, like, that. I don't know what it was. It was greed. It was greed is what it was. I should have just smoked a couple of them right off the bat. You know, it's a great, yeah. great mm-hmm. morning. 145, 50-inch, four-year-old walks by. Should have clocked them. And yeah. I didn't because I was being greedy. I lost that lease because the property owner sold it, and it's just done. Right. You know, it's like you just don't. Yeah, they're don't wild know. animals, man. I love yeah. that video of that buck you shot in Kansas. My yeah. God. I don't know how many views that got, but I probably. Yeah, what, how many views is that? I probably added know. 15 or 20 of those to that yeah. one myself because I've like watched a bunch of times. 600 plus. Yeah. yeah. That's that, that's that'll incredible. never happen again. Yeah. That I will put $5 million down. That'll never happen again. <laughs> I literally dropped a pin in a map. It's like, ah, this looks good. Went and sat there, and in four hours, I shot a booner. Jeez. That never happens, man. Public? No. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, but though. it proves the point that if you don't do it, you don't know. If you don't do it, do you, you know don't what I mean? Know. You, you yeah. took a chance, right? Dropped yeah. a pen on a map and went and did it. Yeah. I mean, I, it's the same way with mule, mule deer or elk hunting. You know, people say, ah, there's nothing in there. Well, probably isn't, but. I couldn't know. even imagine, like, that roller coaster of emotions. Because like you're going into there, Kansas, you've just dropped a random-ass waypoint, public land. Like, you have... Dude, I was going to shoot had, a 120. Right, you had expectations of, like, you know, I'll shoot anything almost, like a decent buck. Yeah. Then all of a sudden you look and you're like, holy shit, that, yeah, is, that is a big deal. Awesome. <laughs> that is a big buck. Yeah. No, that was that was wild. Yeah. That it was, was cool the way you approached and everything. Yeah. Oh, the way yeah. that developed. It was yeah. That was fun to watch. <laughs> God damn it. I need again, to go whitetail hunting. <laughs> <laughs> Son of a bitch. That'll never happen I'm ready again. to go. I need to get back on the whitetail uh, woods. White, whitetails is fun. Well, it can that's be a grind cool. Sometimes, but. Well, thanks, man. We, yeah. we appreciate you taking yeah, a little time. time? We, I don't know, but I know that we've. 
I know we've phones out of temperature. Warning. I know we've taken we're a lot. Like, of, we're like forty minutes. I know we've taken oh, a lot of your time today. Not so I love hanging with you guys. You guys are fun. Yeah, yeah we, yeah. we appreciate yeah. it, man. We know you're busy, and it's fun to shoot with you again. Yeah, and, yeah, and be sure. I wish we everyone listening here check out your YouTube channel, your Instagram. Yeah, all that good sure. stuff. Christy. Yeah, you got merch. Yep, yep, we got merch. Be real uh, merch. The be real grip. Yeah. Be real grip. Ultra view. Mm-hmm. Brand new release coming out. Look for it. We'll have it. You know, in the You'll shop. Have it at the Go Hunt shop. Yep. Go Hunt yeah. Gear Shop will have those hot and heavy, so pick one up. Let's yep. go. Thanks, Thanks again. Guys. We appreciate yeah. it. Thanks for being on.